Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. This is episode 25. Today's guest is Melanie Moore. We talk a little bit about having that big vision and also not just the big vision, like 10 years down the street, but also just setting the intention for the day, the week, so that you kind of have a goal and how you can, you know, just keep, stay positive. And we also dig into a little bit of uh, manifestation. I find that topic really interesting. Um, Not something I've been practicing a lot for myself, but I do find it interesting and I think you know, why not try it? What's the damage in trying something that you don't really know? So yeah, stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I'm joined with Melanie Moore. Welcome. Hi, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Are you ready to dive into talking about visions and all the stuff right now? Absolutely, yes. So, shall I just go in and introduce myself? Introduce yourself, tell us who you are and who you serve and how you help them, please. Okay, so my name is Melanie Moore. I'm based in the UK and I'm a coach and I specifically help people to tap into their big vision. Now, I'm in Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The, the second habit is, you know, begin with the end in mind. I truly believe that we've got to have a vision for every aspect of our life, you know, our businesses, our health, our, even our relationships and, and, you know, the environment we live in. I talk about the four pillars of the big vision. So happy to kind of dive in on that. And, and yeah, and I think without a vision, we often end up procrastinating or, you know, when we, when we don't know what we're working towards, we end up kind of going around in circles. So I truly believe that we all need a vision. And even if you've got a vision, I believe that we can make it even bigger. So that's why I talk about being a big vision coach. Mm, sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should just start off with um, kind of explaining what a vision really is. Yeah, well, a vision is, it's just a kind of a visual map. And the, vis- the vision could be internal, it could be in your head. Or as I like to do, I love to help people to create vision boards. Now, vision boards were made really popular in the book and the movie, The Secret, which mm-hmm. is all about the law of attraction and manifesting. And the idea is that you you get images that represent the things that you want to draw into your life. So it could be your dream home. It could be places that you want to visit. It could be the vision for your health and your body. And, you know, I've had people make vision boards to manifest their soulmate or even a baby. You know, sometimes people really want a family that that vision, that goal is to have children or a family, then, you know, that is amazing as well. So we can really put anything on a vision board, but having a vision is like, um, 
um, an image of yeah where you're heading as you know as I started off by saying that mm-hmm. if we don't know where we're headed we just end up going around in circles and you know Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich talks about having a definite definiteness of purpose we you know we it's kind of ask those bigger questions why are we here what do we want to do how do we want to serve um the world you know what kind of business do we want to have because I know obviously a lot of business owners listen to your podcast. It's like, what is the vision for your business? Do you just want to just to be able to serve people in your hometown? Mm. Or do you want to be national? Or do you want, you know, to be a global company with, you know, teams and employees? You know, what is that? What does that vision look like? And any big company out there, even the likes of Coca-Cola and McDonald's, they came from very small, humble beginnings. And it was only when the visionary leader started to kind of think about, you know, where they wanted this vision to go. Did it then become that way? Because I really believe we can be, do and have anything we want, but we've got to have a vision. Mm. Yeah, so true. So how long do you picture your vision? Is it like, do you know, do you look one year ahead or do you look 10 years ahead or, you know? I think it's important to do both. So we definitely have, so here's here's how I live my life I'm I really live my life through intention setting so I wake up in the morning and I have an intention of what this day is going to be like you know I mentally go through the things that I've got going to happen you know in my day so this morning I was lying in bed thinking I know I had to take my son to his football match um I knew I was coming on this interview with you and then there's other things that I need to be doing during the course of the day so I kind of set the intention that, you know, today's going to be a really good day, kind of a great interview with Ken. And we're going to, you know, I really kind of think in advance to today's going to be great. So already my vision for today is mm. set when I wake up in the morning. Okay. Um, on a Sunday night, I do with my community, I do something called scheduling Sunday where we schedule our week ahead. Some people like to do that a month in advance. And, you know, towards kind of end of quarter three, quarter next to end of quarter actually beginning of quarter four I like to kind of set my vision for the following year the the plans you know what I intend to do but then when it comes to making a vision board I like make like to make five-year ten-year vision boards so these are kind of goals that I'm not particularly attached to that Mm -hmm. I'm just allowing them to come you know whenever they happen so yeah I really believe being intentional in the very short term Mm -hmm but also in the long term as well. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, there's obviously a slight difference between, you know, being intentional about the next day. But like you said, when, when it comes to the whole year or even further, you kind of set a bigger vision with the vision boards. And yeah, you kind of set a different type of vision. Absolutely. It's about being intentional with your life. And it becomes, it's a habit that you need to get into, not you personally, but, you know, mm-hmm. listening. it's a really great habit to get into. You know, what is my intention for this Facebook live I'm about to do, you know, what is my intention for this email I'm going to send out and really mm-hmm. kind of think about the end result. Think about people opening up your email and being really happy with what they've read. Think of people, you know, before coming on this podcast, I set the intention that it's going to get into the hands or rather the ears of people who need to listen to um, what we're discussing today. Mm-hmm. And the information is going to land into the right people at the right time. So, already I set my intention for this podcast before we, before we started. Hmm. I think that's a nice way to kind of think about it. And I think it brings a lot of positivity because you kind of set a positive intention of what's going to happen. I think that's really great. 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, something I teach my kids. I've got a 15 year old son and a 12 year old daughter. Um, you know, they, you could take this to the, the sports field. You can take it to your exams at school, you know, set, because that's the thing. It's all about, this is a mindset thing. Mm -hmm. And not only is it, is it just as simple as intention setting, it's really monitoring the thoughts that you think in your head. Cause you know, thought is the, the creation point of everything and it's really managing the thoughts that you think because the thought then translates into an image it also translates in, into emotion in your body mm. as well so i'm really about you know connecting all three of them the the thought with the action but with the emotion as well because that is true that is where that is how you manifest that is how you create mm. and I guess this, like you mentioned, is not just for the business side, which is a lot of my audiences, but also just doing this in life in general and, you know, health wise and all Absolutely. the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So of course, yeah, your business, your work, how you make money is a big part of your life, but it's, it's a part of your life. And ultimately your, the, your life vision is, the bigger picture and it's how your business fits into your life as well in a way that's enjoyable supports the rest of your life that you know you may have family commitments you may have you know whatever else you've got going in your life your business is just a part of it and there's no point working really hard making a ton of money if you're miserable at the end of the day if you've disconnected from your family members if you don't have time for your friends if you don't have time for yourself even mm -hmm. There really is, you know, there's no point. Um, and, and absolutely, I, this is why I've become really clear that for me, I talk about having the four pillars of your big vision. And those pillars are the pillars of abundance. And obviously coming under that pillar is work and how you make money. Then there's also the pillar of health, which is It's vital. If you don't have mm -hmm. good health, you know, again, you could have the most successful, successful business in the world. But if you are suffering from poor health or you don't move your body, you're not, you're not going to live a very long life. So, you know, that's got to be a very strong pillar as well. Then there's a pillar of relationships. Again, you know, if you don't have people to share this with, if you don't have great relationship with your kids or, you know, your parents or your other half, you know, it's going to be a bit of a lonely life if you don't have good mm -hmm. relationships. And the final pillar is the one of your environment, you know, where you're living, it's um, where you go on holiday, it's your actual work environment, it's where you are at any one time. That environment has got to support you and nurture you, even down to the car you drive as well. Are you happy, you know, with the car you drive? Obviously, that's not the most important thing, but right. making sure that each of those pillars is your version of a 10 out of 10 and mm -hmm. doing whatever you need to do every day to strengthen those pillars. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Do you see these pillars as, I guess, as equals or are they kind of stacked on top of each other or how for do you me, see this? For me, I have it as a vision of the four corners of your house. Right. So it's the foundation for... The foundations, the core, mm -hmm. and, you know, and without one of them, <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a, a wonky roof, you know, yeah. so your vision, your big vision board. I imagine the, vi this is how I have it in my head. Mm -hmm. I have my vision board sat at the top, which is mm -hmm. the roof. Then I have the four pillars, the abundance, health, the relationships and your environment. 
And, and there's always going to be times in your life when one is stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times in your life when one is very, very weak. And for me, I personally believe that, you know, the one that's the weakest right now is the one that kind of needs the most work. That's where right. you should be putting your focus. So people say to me, should I make um, a health vision board or should I make a business vision board? And I, I like my you know, clients to get focused on, on making their vision board with intention that, that it's going to be balanced. So try not to put any more than, you know, if you can go all in and focus on one, that's great. Cause if that's a really, if you know, if you've got an amazing marriage, great kids and you know, all this, that's, that's strong. So mm-hmm. you might not need to put so much work on that. If your health is amazing, if you've already got great health habits, if you eat well, you may, you may not want to put a lot of emphasis on that one. But if your abundance and your money levels are weak, then perhaps it's your money mindset and it's focusing your business that you need to work on for now. But always keeping in mind, you know, in the corner of your eye, making sure none of the others drop down in the meantime as well. Mm, yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question about, you know, I think a lot of people have, you know, fears, limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. How can I get past that so they can step into this vision? Yeah, that's a great question. The fears, again, they're just thoughts in your head. And we have absolute control over thoughts in our head. We may not think we do because mm-hmm. sometimes, and it depends where you catch yourself. Right. It's important to build good thought habits as well. So for me, I used to be a real worrier. I used to worry about everything. Things used to keep me awake at night. I'd worry about the worst case scenario. I'd worry about things going wrong. And I think this was something I picked up from my mum because my mum is a worrier. Mm-hmm. But um, this, it, it was a habit. It was a thought habit that I'd allowed, you know, and it would only happen at nighttime. During the day, I was fine. So I started to, I, I think it was, it was one of these situations where I'd seen a quote or I'd read a book and it was something that really got me thinking that most of the things we worry about never actually happen. Mm, and yeah. we have to categorize it into two things. Is it something we can, is it something we have control over? Is it something that I can do something about to, you know, stop the worry? So, you know, if it's something that I can do something about, then it's do it, you know, then eliminate the cause of that worry. But if it's something out of my control, like, you know, politics or World War Three or something like that, you know, that is not really in my hands. So when it's not in my control, I just kind of let it go. And I focus on managing my own vibration. What can I do to make me feel good today? What can I do to bring more joy into my life today? Because ultimately, you know, before I go any further, the ultimate goal is happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have happiness and joy in your life, everything else is kind of sorted out. You know, some of the happiest people in the world don't have very much at all. And they're really, really happy. Mm-hmm. And it's, I believe, yes, have a, an amazing vision for where you want and always want more, always want to increase your abundance, your, your business and all those things. But on a day-to-day basis, be happy with where you are now. Be happy with what you've got. Um, find joy in the moment. Be really mindful about your food, you know, things that, you know, little things that can bring you joy. For me, baking a cake while having a cup of tea and reading a book. Oh my gosh, that just makes me feel so happy because I know that I can really relax into that, but that doesn't cost hardly anything to do. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah. just think about the things that bring you joy and really make time for that in your life as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's about just being grateful for the things that you have and oh, the small things. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude yeah. is a huge piece, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of, back to your question about how do I let go of limiting beliefs? Firstly, it's to identify what they are. You mm-hmm. know, what are your fears? What are the things that are stopping you from taking action on your vision? So, so I take my clients through this really kind of specific process when it comes to making a vision board, firstly, we've got to do some letting go work. I take I do something called tapping, emotional freedom technique. Mm-hmm. So this is like an energy process where as we tap on meridian points, we are clearing blockages, but we're also things, we remember things. So I do specific tapping videos on letting go of the past and forgiveness work. You know, who do I need to forgive? to let go of resentment and bitterness from the past because when we live come come from a place of blaming other people you know it could be the teacher at school who told me I wasn't good enough to do this certain subject and therefore it blocked that me from doing that it could be my parents who didn't give me the best environment you know when I was growing up not about me personally but you know whoever listening um, I would make an inventory of who do you need to forgive who do you need to you know, this is a whole different podcast topic. <laughs> the forgiveness piece is huge. Yeah. But it's kind of what old stories do I need to let go of? So for me, some of the stories I had to let go of were I'm not very creative. I'm not artistic. Mm. I'm rubbish with maths. I'm no good with numbers. These were just stories that I told yeah. myself. And the more you tell yourself that story, the more it becomes ingrained, it becomes hardwired into your brain as a belief. But the simple fact is, we can just choose to tell ourselves a new story mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen overnight. It takes effort. It takes commitment. Um, so if you want to become a really healthy person, but you are out of shape, you're a smoker, you drink heavily right now. If that desire, your vision is to become a marathon runner, you know, what are the habits that a marathon runner has? So, you know, they're going to quit the drinking. They're going to eat mm-hmm. better they're going to start training and they're going to work daily towards that vision until they completely change their identity. Cause ultimately when we have a vision for our life, it's because we want to create a new identity for ourselves, the identity of a successful business person, the identity of an abundant person, the identity of a healthy person. But rather than just sitting there manifesting and chanting with your crystals, you know, you do have to, <laughs> take some action steps in order to make this vision a reality. So I'm all about the action as well. Yeah. I guess this all comes down to catching your thoughts and being aware of them. And that's kind of where it all starts. As long as you can at least start with that, just getting aware of your thoughts and kind of stop them and think about it. And then you can start changing it. I mean, it's a long process. It's not easy. It's definitely something I've been working on throughout this 2019 and I'm definitely not still 100% there, but I feel like getting better because I can start, you know, getting hold of those thoughts and mm. start reframing them and, you know, maybe do something about it. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is, it does all begin with a thought. And what most people don't realize that we, we, we have control over those thoughts. We, we can choose to think another thought, but it does require, you know, the, the commitment to make the decision I want things to be different. It's making the discipline that I 
I am committed to these new habits. It is about being a disciplined person. But the thing is, it's so much easier when we, you know, get an accountability partner or we work with a coach or a mentor or we're in a group of supportive people in an environment because it's really hard to do this stuff alone. But Mm -hmm. the desire, the resources are there. You know, how many, you know, you can get hands on a book immediately. You can you know, get a Kindle book, you can watch YouTube videos, you can listen to podcasts. The motivation is there, but it's then being held accountable to take the action every day because it's, it's a change. And us as human beings, we don't really like change. We want to stay in our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But when we're committed to making the changes, life really does start to become magical. Yeah. Do you think it's easier to kind of I know like I've been working as a store manager for many years in my past. And I knew that, you know, if you're running a store and you're running it badly, that's going to hurt your business in many ways. And it can go so fast. I mean, like six months and the business is suffering. Mm -hmm. But if you try to change it, it takes maybe two years before you actually get back to where you was. Do you see that same thing uh, with these habits? Is, Is that, but it's easy to get into these bad habits, but it's really hard to kind of go back and try to reframe this and go into a good habit. I, I guess it d- depends on, you know, every, everything is very, you know, there's lots of different examples we could use. So yeah, it takes time to say if you, you go from being really out of shape, really unhealthy to becoming a, a marathon runner, that's going to mm-hmm. take time. But once you're in really good shape already, say if you have, you know, you know, you go to a party or you eat badly for a weekend. It's not going to take you as long to recover from a weekend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you deteriorate, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the change takes longer to begin with. Yeah. And I think that if you then catch yourself, I think it's very quickly to turn yourself around again. It's just, it's all relative. It's kind of amount amount of time. But then, but I think the I think the important thing is building up the mental resilience, the mindset, because you hear about millionaires who lose everything, but then they can build it up again because the muscle memory is there. They remembered Mm. how they did it the first time. So it's not starting from scratch. I think the first time is the hardest, but then it's maintenance. It's maintaining those daily habits. It's making sure that asking yourself every single day, you know, am I a 10 out of 10 in my health, my relationships, my fitness, you know, have I neglected my children for a couple of weeks? Have I neglected my friendships? You know, what do I need to do to build that back up to a 10 out of 10 again? It's taking a mental inventory every day. It's being super self-aware of what's going on in your life and asking yourself those questions, you know, and so checking in with yourself daily. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do differently today? Right. So what is like a one question that you should probably ask yourself every day, either in the morning or before you go to sleep and kind of just to help you move forward? So for me, I connect with my vision board. I do a round of tapping with my vision board. I also check in with my plan and my schedule on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And, you know, I have, you know, some different planners and tools I use and it's kind of like, you know, what am I committed to doing this week? But I put in things like my free time. I put in spa days. I, I, on Fridays, I often spend the day with my mum because my dad has dementia. He's in a day center for the day. So, so Friday is really important that I spend the day with my mum. Mm-hmm. And, but then I, you know, at least once a month, I like to make time for a spa day. And 
but then it's kind of the daily, you know, I, I like to get into like schedules and routines that this is, you know, when I do my food prep, this is when I do my online shopping. And the more we can schedule in our life, the easier things because we, we make time to it. Cause that's the mm. thing. Most of us say, Oh, I haven't got time to do this. It's nonsense. We waste so much time, you know, watching TV or scrolling on through social media, but you know, you don't have to eliminate that, but schedule the time, right? This is when I'm going to watch the Netflix box set. Right. This is when I'm going to do my social media activities, but you know, be really intentional mm-hmm. with your time management as well. So, so, so the question is, I would, I don't know if it's a specific question I ask myself, but as you know, have I prepared for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause it sounds, sounds like it's, you know, getting things scheduled so that it becomes a routine so that it becomes a habit pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how our personality, you know, this comes from our habits. So, you know, what starts off as, um, and again, this is where the emotions come into a play as well. You know, people talk about what type of personality are you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ken, I imagine say, you know, I'm a happy, friendly, generous person. But for some people, we know these people, you know, they're like mean and cranky and they've, <laughs> you know, always have a bit of, that's their personality. But if we break that down, it's, you know, sometimes we have, a, we all have a bad day. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I have kids, I've got older parents. <laughs> Things come along and throw me off course. But it's kind of, again, it's your mental resilience. How do you deal with that? But it's, you know, asking yourself, how do I feel? So actually, even more importantly, I would check in myself. How am I feeling today? And because behind that feeling is going to be a dialogue. It's going to be the thoughts. It's going to, you're going to recognize what they are. The emotion Mm -hmm. is the check-in point. So if you're feeling frustrated, ask yourself, why am I feeling frustrated? It could be because I didn't do that thing I said I was going to do today. And um, then obviously you need to release, let that go, and then just recommit to doing that thing tomorrow. So obviously if that frustration continues day after day after day after day, that's going to become your temperament. It's then going to become your mood. It's going to become, ultimately, it's then going to become your personality, a person who's constantly frustrated because they never get things done. Mm, But it's just recognizing, again, it's all super self-awareness. It's just checking in with yourself daily on how am I feeling? What am I thinking? What do I need to do to change that? Mm, Yeah, it sounds so super simple, but it's a long process. So Mm. yeah, but definitely something people can easily get started with. Absolutely. Just checking yourself. How am I feeling right now? What is a thought that's going on behind that feeling? And what do I need to do to make myself feel better? So it's think a better thought, do a different action, and then you're going to feel better. Mm, Yeah. I want to dive a little bit into manifesting because I think that's an interesting topic. I personally haven't really dove into it yet, but Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting and you have some experience with this. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that kind of works and how it works with the vision? Yeah, it's it, this everything we're discussing today is all connected because we are constantly manifesting every single day. Whether we like the outcome of that manifestation is an entirely different story. So mm. we're manifesting the good stuff and we're manifesting the bad stuff. Right. But we can deliberately set our intention to manifest the big vision stuff, the great stuff. So I, you know, want to share one of my. I'm trying to think which story I shall share. Ooh. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> oh, I've got so many stories. Let's talk about 
Okay. So we talk about money mindset as well. Mm-hmm. So I ten more than ten years ago now, I worked in the corporate world, but my children were very small at the time. So I just read The Secret, which is a good place to start. Some people are a bit like, oh, this book's a load of rubbish. It's a good place to start if you aren't familiar with um, you know, manifesting the law of att- law of attraction. Now I read it. And I loved it. And I put it to practice immediately. So I'm talking from my own personal experience. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking about what do I want in my life? And at that time, I wanted to leave my corporate career and I wanted to stay at home with my children. Now, what's the story going on in my head? I don't have enough money to just quit the, my job and um, to start the, the career. So what was mm-hmm. the next question I asked myself? You know, I... I need 25, actually, I need around 20,000 pounds to start my own business. That way I would feel comfortable to quit my job. So back then I didn't do a vision board, but I just started to kind of write out the phrase, you know, I'm happy, ready and open, willing for 20,000 pounds to come into my life from whatever source. This Mm -hmm. is something called cosmic ordering that I was quite into at the time. It's just a different word for manifesting. Then the vision bit, and it was just like, well, how? Because naturally, we're going to think, well, how is this going to happen? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to tell you my specific story. I would actually recommend you now saying, actually, we have multiple sources of how money can come to us. Now, at that time, I was very specific. I wanted £20,000. Now, the only way I could see how that was going to come to me was through being on a game show you know, through winning the money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a business at the time. I didn't know that I could create money online. I didn't know that I could, okay, this is 10 years ago. Technology is a bit different. <laughs> I, I didn't even have my own business, let alone an online business. So the only way I could see how 20,000 pounds was going to come to me was through being on a game show. Now, during my corporate days, I worked very near these TV studios where Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was filmed. Mm-hmm. So it's a big game show, I think, syndicated worldwide. Did you, did you have it in Norway? Yeah, we did have it in Norway as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I visualized being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I imagined I was a contestant. I imagined sitting in front of the show host. I imagined what it'd be like to, to be in the audience, to have all the contestants looking at me, to have the studio lights on me. I felt nervous in my visualization because I, I visualized this every single day as I drove past the studios. But then I had to take some action. I thought, okay, how do I go about being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? So I went online. I think it was Google. I'm sure Google was around then. So I thought, how, you know, <laughs> how do I become a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? So it took me to the homepage of the TV production company and they were running auditions. So I scheduled, you know, I've, applied to be a contestant again more action taking mm-hmm. and then I got a phone call I got invited to go to the audition now again a lot of people you you could think in your head I'm never going to get on what are the chances it's never going to happen so I'm not going to bother mm-hmm. that's how a lot of people you're asking how people sabotage themselves and a lot of people don't take action because they think what's the point I'm going to fail anyway so I'm not going to even bother mm-hmm. but I didn't think that and again it was winter. We had really bad snow. The train lines, trains were delayed and I had to get to Manchester, which is like a three hour journey from my house. Oh, wow. But I, 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 I took the action and I remember my ex-husband at the time thinking, Oh, you know, what are the chances of getting on anyway? Do you really want to take that journey? And I was like, well, if I didn't take that journey, it was like closing the door to the vision. Mm. So I had to 
force myself to take uncomfortable action. I had to get the kids looked after. So I went on the trip. I did the audition and then I got a phone call a few days later to say, you know, you're going to be a contestant on the show. I was like, oh my God, wow, that's amazing. And then equally, this is where the mental training comes in. I just, you know, imagine I'm good. You know, I've seen myself on the seat already. So for me, my body had experienced it already in my imagination. And this is, Mm. you know, how visualization works. We've got to experience it in our imagination because when you are visualizing, we feel the emotion, you know, you can visualize, you know, eating some really amazing food when you're hungry and you can feel your mouth watering already. And that's exactly how visualization works. So I visualize being on the show and anyway, long story short, I got on the show, I got in the hot seat and I won 20,000 pounds. There you go. (laughs) And this was 10 years ago. This was my first conscious Thing that I deliberately, I know without a doubt that I manifested this experience into my life mm. because all the ingredients are there. I can dissect it now. I had the vision at the beginning. I, but I repeated that vision on a daily basis. I didn't have a vision board then, but mm. that drive to work was my vision board. You know, seeing the studio every day. Yeah. I imagined being on the show. I took the action and then I got the result. But, but really the goal was to be at home with my children and to start mm. my own business. So you've True. got to look at the goal beyond the goal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. So if you want to manifest money, what do you want the money for? If you want to write a book, this is something I'm working on now. What is the vision beyond writing a book? Anyone can write a book. My vision is that book gets into the hands of millions of people and it transforms lives all around the world that people start to really raise their awareness and their consciousness and change the way they think you know i want to i've got a big vision for humanity that my book is going to help you know transform people's lives so my vision extends beyond the book i'm writing so you've got to have the vision but then you've got to think what is that vision going to enable me to do what's the bigger vision yeah that makes sense that's why we have a big vision we have the daily goals but then we have a big vision as well Mm -hmm. it sounds like me like the manifesting is a lot about, you know, just taking the action and going with it, even if you feel like you don't want to. And in your case, you were traveling by the studio every day. So it's kind of like a sign there telling you every day that this is, it's right here. Do it. Go do it. And if you think about it, if say if you wanted to manifest a big chunk of money into your life, I was very specific. I only saw one avenue where it could come to me. And, you know, maybe that is, Maybe that is a, the thing to do. I, I, I don't have the answer to that question, but really I think there are more than, there is more than one option available to us. And yeah. now there are multitudes. I'd really encourage you, you know, brainstorm. What are all the ways in which, you know, let's say 20,000 pounds could come to, come to me. What is your income goal? You know, again, with my clients, I really bang on about income goals. Don't just manifest winning the lottery. That is not the answer. <laughs> Lottery winners don't have a vision beyond winning the lottery. Yeah, they may want the the house and the boat and this, but actually, what contribution do I want to make to the world? That's ultimately what life is all about. It's providing contribution. It's being of service. It's you know helping other people because I think without that, this is when people then start to lead pretty empty, bored mm-hmm. lives. You know, yeah, buying stuff is not going to help no. you in any kind of way. No, it's not. It's being of service. That is mm-hmm. really the, 
of one of the ultimate visions as well. How can I help others? Mm-hmm. How do you, when people think about manifesting, they think, you know, yeah, right. Um, this is like crazy stuff and yeah. I don't, I don't buy that. How mm. do you get people at least interested in, I mean, it doesn't really hurt to just try it out and test it and see what happens. Absolutely. But people are so reluctant to kind of go into that. You know, this, you- this kind of takes us back to kind of Henry Ford, the Henry Ford quote, um, whether you, you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are right. So if mm. you think manifesting is a load of rubbish, it's never going to work, then it won't work for you. And there are some people who just will not entertain it. Some people think it's a load of nonsense. You know, there are people I know in my life, some family members who think it's pretty crazy and think, okay, that's fine. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a very individual thing. You can't force it upon anyone. All you can do is inspire people through your actions. So that's mm. what I've done. I manifest things over and over and over again. You know, I'm a single parent. I run a successful business. You know, I'm raising, I hope, you know, children who are positive in their thinking as well. That for me is success, you know, raising happy, healthy children that I can, I do this for my kids. I want my children to be inspired by the life that I lead so that they do it for themselves Mm. and you know, that they're positive in their outlook. And yeah, so yeah, it's sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you want to stay in bed that extra hour. You don't want to get up and make the green juice or you don't want to. And some days I don't, some days I kind of think, no, actually I'm, but I will find some other way. I will always some things are non-negotiable. I have meditation in my life every day just mm-hmm. to reset. You know, I make really good food choices every day. And sometimes if I want something, a treat, I'll have it. If I want a glass of champagne, I'll have it. But on the whole, I think it's like that whole 80-20 rule that as long as 80% yeah. of your life is living in a purpose and intentional way, you know, we're human beings. We're allowed to let our hair down. We're allowed to, you know, go a bit wild and crazy. We're allowed to have a bad day. You can binge flicks on Netflix all day long if you want for it one day, but then you get yourself back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, since this is the podcast about launching, um, how can mm-hmm. we kind of use this vision or manifesting towards, you know, when we go into a launch? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I've, I've had an online business for five years now and I've done lots of different launches but for me, you know, it's always check in with myself. How does this feel? How am I feeling right now? And, but also recognizing, yes, we know the steps to a launch. We know about, you know, growing an audience first. So yeah, growing an audience is really important. You know, mm-hmm. Ken, you're doing a great job with this podcast. That's one way you're building an audience. And so building an audience is one thing, but then it's having an offer, you know, what am I offering that's going to be of value? And then it's obviously then, you know, making the sale, making the offer, getting people mm-hmm. to, you know, spend money with you. And each step of the way, there's going to be resistance or there's going to be things, you know, that feels like the right way. That feels like the way that's in alignment for me, because very often we want to copy what other people are doing. Um, but it might not be in alignment with our personality. It might not be in alignment with, how we want to do things. I love doing live video. So, but some people, they find that harder. They may prefer to write, do blog posts, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you choose to do, you've got to be consistent in doing that. But also if you're resistant in doing that, you know, how can you let go of that resistance to make it, you know, feel like a good way to work. Now I had a program called tapping into abundance, which I love. Loads of people had, you know, great breakthroughs and, you know, amazing results, but I didn't want to launch one product 
you know, every single year. I also have my live vision. Now I also have my live vision board workshops twice a year, which I love doing. Mm -hmm. But then because I also had this other product, I felt a bit confused. What am I offering here? So it was actually only um, late last year, I made the decision to go all in on this tapping into your big vision brand. So I decided not to launch my tapping into abundance course anymore. What I've decided to do is to do this live workshop, the vision board workshop twice a year. Mm -hmm. You can purchase it as a um, a self-study online course in between time. But then um, I've now launched a membership. So I've now, Mm. this for me, um, I love to share content all the time. And I love to talk about those four topics, the abundance, the health, relationships, and your environment. And, And for me, sharing that content just gives me such a richness of variety. I love talking about those things. I love showing up in Instagram stories, talking about those things because before I kind of felt like, Oh, I can only talk about money mindset, but, and having a membership for me, I wanted a lower cost business model that could help a greater number of people. I want to help lots and lots of people. Now I'm not saying that takes away from, you know, one-to-one coaching or mentoring, or, you know, a more in-depth study course. But I want to, to provide a community of like-minded people who are working towards this big vision every day, you know, inspiring and motivation. And because I love this, I, I love connecting with my community mm-hmm. every day. So that for me felt in huge alignment. So when I was launching, I was very active, had these pop-up Facebook groups, but then it's like, oh, I'm it's just gone a bit quiet now, but then that felt like something was missing. So I wanted to do something that was on an ongoing basis. But for other people, that may not work for you. You've got to get super clear on what the vision for your life is. You know, what is a great way to work? The income goal you want to make, how much money do you want to make? So for me, launching a product every year meant there was kind of spikes in income mm. um, because I didn't have kind of other streams of income. I would look at increasing other streams of income as well. But ultimately just, I'd also do tapping around a launch as well, just to, again, what are your thoughts around the launch? Oh my God, no one's going to buy my stuff or, <laughs> you know, or ever, or so many other people are doing this, you know, why should I do this when somebody else is doing something very similar? They're yeah. all thoughts that are going to sabotage your launch. So really get in check with your thoughts around your launch as well. And to just be really positive and know that it's not an overnight thing. The most successful online entrepreneurs we see, they didn't launch one product and they made you know $10 million. They didn't. Yeah. They started with very early beginnings, but the difference between them and, you know, and that's the thing. We want to compare ourselves to where we are now to where mm-hmm. they are now, but there's a whole journey that needs to take place. There is a journey of personal growth and there is a journey of, you know, growing your business as well, growing your audience. You don't suddenly Mm -hmm. have an audience of a million followers overnight. You know, you've got to grow that. And that happens through commitment and consistency. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I I totally agree with this. So what is last tip that we can give to our listeners about vision is, I think, you know, I touched upon it earlier. (laughs) It's to check in with yourself. How am I feeling right now? What am I thinking right now? And what can I do to change the way I'm feeling? Because nothing is going to happen when you're not feeling good. So there's no point writing an email if you're feeling bad. There's no point doing a Facebook Live if you're, not, if you're feeling bad. 
do whatever you need to do to feel good right now. And that, and I don't mean go and have a glass of wine or zone out or, or you know, numbing tactics. It's what can I, and it could be just movement. It mm-hmm. could be a round of tapping. I, you know, tapping is my five minute tip to get yourself into a really good place so that you can take the action. So yeah, my top tip is, do whatever you need to do to feel good and to change your state right now. So it's coming from a place of motivation, positivity and expectation. Great. And how can people reach out to you, get in touch with you, connect with you? So Instagram or Facebook, my handle is at I am Melanie Moore. I also have a YouTube channel with um, lots of tapping videos as well. So yeah, come and find me on any one of those um, platforms and I'd love to connect. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast. I think this was a really interesting conversation, even though it's not, you know, all about launching, but I think it still is an important topic that could definitely be used both in your life and launching and everything. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for having me. Thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.